The Mongols did it. Yes, they did. They did it twice now. It is awesome day today. It is. It's an awesome day today. I know this happened on Friday. I had to cover some other stuff uh, Monday and Tuesday. But the Mongols now have a ruling from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals that they can keep their patch. The government cannot take it away from them. Now, this is the Ninth Circuit of Appeals. And we don't know yet what the government's going to do. But what I do know is they won twice now with the government trying to take away their patch. And this is a win for all motorcycle clubs. Everyone out there. Because the consequences that could have came from the government being able to take your patch, your trademark, would have been affecting everybody. That's why this was so important for the Mongols to win. I don't care what side of the uh, spectrum you're on, who you support, any of that stuff. But there were a lot of clubs that didn't get along with the Mongols that helped out on this uh, venture. Because they knew that it could also affect them. And we've been covering this from when it started. And to have a conclusion from the Ninth Circuit of Appeals, it's just an awesome thing. Plus, it don't hurt that the Mongols beat them twice in court now. They might have lost the RICO conviction, but they were able to keep their patches. Now, this is awesome right here. The Mongol Nation Motorcycle Club can keep their trademark logo. And it goes on to say, typically worn on jackets and vests by members. Thanks to the Ninth Circuit ruling handed down on Friday to the past Friday. But the three-judge panel also declined to overturn the 2018 criminal conviction of the organization on federal racketeering charges. We all knew that wasn't going to happen, where the Ninth Circuit wasn't going to overturn it. The Mongols had a real high mountain to climb in order for that to happen their motion for or the motion to vacate that we've been covering last year they had basically no chance at a new trial because all the new stuff that came out and even uh, judge said that he said they would not be able to prevail at a new trial that was the actual ruling on that case. And we can go down through a rabbit hole with the other stuff with the other dude. But it, you know what? This is the ultimate outcome that we all wanted to see. Again, I don't know if the government will appeal it to the Supreme Court. I kind of have a hunch they might because there isn't any case law in this type of stuff thing is, if it goes to the Supreme Court, I know you probably have four judges that are going to side with the government on that. Uh, that's Gorshitz, uh, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, Clarence Thomas, Alito is probably going to do it, and I don't know about Kavanaugh, so it, come, it could come down bad, but we don't know. That's if they take it to that 
step and if the Supreme Court actually takes the case on if that's what the government's going to do. Now, in a written statement, you got to love Stubbs here. Uh, Stephen Stubbs, uh, Bowtie, uh, the Mongols general counsel called the ruin at victory not only for the Mongols Motorcycle Club, but for all motorcycle clubs, freedom, and America as a whole. You can actually see what kind of uh, disastrous causes and effects that could have came out of a ruling like this. For example, and this might be you know separate from this issue, you have the government trying to censor people. It's coming out through the Twitter files, trying to make it go their way where the people are ignorant. Now, put that in the sphere of trying to take a trademark away because you don't like who the people are. Now you have all types of organizations coming under fire with the same thing that they'd use against the Mongols. Meaning, well, we'll just take your trademark if we don't like you. So it can be used as a political weapon by those that have the power. We the people are supposed to have the power in this country. And the problem is we let it go. But there is a certain segment of the population that won't back down. And MCs being one of them. MCs don't kowtow to a government type of narrative. And that's why they're not liked. If they can't have power over you, they don't like you, and then they'll do what they can to tear you down. And Stubbs was right. Freedom. This was a basic First Amendment issue. You can associate with whoever you want in this country. And people forget that. Now, you'll have Leo, Leo supporters out there crying and whining about this. There's a gang. They shouldn't get protections. Then you're not freedom loving if you don't, uh, you know what? In this country, even though if you don't agree with somebody, they still have a right to their opinion and what they do. Goes on, the government effectively sought an order seizing and then extinguishing the Mongols' right to exclusive use of its marks without the government itself ever seizing title to the marks. This was wrote by one of the judges, and that RICO provides no mechanism for forfeiture without a transfer of title to the government. And I would have to say... That is a lot of lawyer jargon, if you will, because I don't know what the hell that means. I don't know if the title of the trademark has to be forfeited or if the government buys it. Who knows? One thing I do know is that this is a good day for everybody, not just for the Mongols. And hopefully people can get rid of their hate for one club or another and sit back and say to themselves, damn, the justice system actually worked in this case. The government had the fact 
that some murders happened, some RICO stuff happened, and they thought just because they had that stuff that they could punish the rest of the motorcycle club. Punish people that had absolutely nothing to do with what happened back then. You got to remember, the feds have been after the Mongols for over a decade now. Over a decade of them throwing informants, throwing uh, mud at anything they think that can stick. That's what they've had to deal with. And not only them, other clubs have to deal with this. Other clubs have to deal with the law enforcement going out there, trying to find a crime that don't exist, and if it don't exist, go and make up stuff. Because we know that's happened with undercovers before. There's been many, many instances where an undercover cop would go in and start something because he didn't have anything. How is he going to tell his bosses nothing is going on and in the meantime, they don't get their budget for next year? So it's some slick stuff that some of these people try to pull on MCs and it gives you a funny tickle bone or a funny tickle in your side, whatever you want to say. When a motorcycle club actually does come on top, and again, I don't care who you support, but you should take the time to say thanks to the Mongols, thanks to all their attorneys for fighting this fight. Because if they didn't, and it didn't go their way in the first one where Judge Carter said, no, you can't have it, a lot of clubs that have a lot of issues right now. So think about that. Think about it real hard. Let me know what you guys say in the comment sections about this debate. Also, join the Throttle Club right here on YouTube. Just hit join. Uh, Super Supporters 399 and up. They are able to get members only exclusive content. Uh, 9.20 a.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Friday, live, includes China Dow. Rock on. And thanks for visiting Insane Throttle's YouTube channel. Don't forget, we have shorts as well. Check that out if you're in a hurry. Get an overview and watch the bigger video later. Also, don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle Wheels, subscribe over there, and listen in on Harley-Davidson Talk, Motorcycle Talk, everything going on in the scene. You ready, Freddy? I ready, Freddy. What's up, everyone? How you guys doing out there? And my gals, I always forget them. Yeah, rude. You know, well, maybe because you represent them and I look at you as like, yeah, don't it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> anyway, for my members, don't forget we have the live stream Monday through Friday, 9.20 a.m. Central Standard Time over on Insane Throttle Biker News, where you just said if you were watching the first half, if you're not part of the Throttle Club, it's $3.99 a month, and you get exclusive member-only live streams from myself and China Dow. 
You loved doing the first one yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, it was fun. You get all froggy, man. I get froggy. Yeah. You, you you just let loose. I donkey kick. You donkey kick and you uh and get froggy and froggy. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. You go spider monkey too. I go spider monkey. Well, I throw poop. well, well. <laughs> I throw poop. Man, I have to say, Black Dragon did a hell of a video on what's going on in the club scene with that one event man i never seen black dragon get so pissed man he he's i was in the other room and i could hear him he sounded very angry he was was, was he, he was he angry or hangry he was hangry man because if he's hangry he's hungry and angry at the same time it, well you know it's black dragon he could be you know uncle phil man he reminded me of uncle phil yelling at will and stuff like that <sighs> up with that but it was a real good one if you haven't seen that video you gotta go see it he just released it yesterday he has all kinds of problems with his setup you know during live streams and i was like dragon why don't you get it fixed before you go on air well just like you were having issues a second ago and you fixed it before we came on so. yeah i was having issues <laughs> with that but what's up one time, everybody else in the community tab? Whatever, one time, Charles, Gio, Michelle, Stormrider, Cliff, Rascal, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Wait, I'm not done. You're going crazy here. Jay, everybody Jay else. Lou, Michelle, Frank. Hi. <laughs> You're a dumbass oh, wait, sometimes. And more bank. There you go. And anybody else she missed. <laughs> so what do we got in the news today? Oh, my God. I got a lot. Hey, did you find out if that uh, pedophile cop was executed? Ah, that's my first story. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is my first story of a man named Gio. Capo. I love Gio. Should <laughs> leave him alone. So, the man we If were you don't know, yesterday she covered this story. Robert Frada's final words before Texas execution. Oh, he got executed. Bye bye. This, of course, you know, he had hired two people to kill his estranged wife 30 years ago. And this is a former cop. Yes, he and is. And they always talk about club guys. Nice. Uh, he did the same thing. He, he he rode that needle, didn't he? He did. Hell he did. yeah. He did. Well, he was pronounced dead yesterday at 7.49 p.m., 24 minutes after the lethal dose of, I don't even know how to say it, par par pento, barbital, whatever. Began flowing it into took 24 his minutes. 24 minutes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. 24 minutes. So he was one Do of the. Do you think that they actually feel it during that 24 minutes? Well, you know, they you can't see it because they're all paralyzed and stuff like that. Well, it says that um, he was, I guess he was praying during. The le when like when the lethal drugs began flowing into his arms, right? Or and he took a deep breath. Shouldn't he have prayed uh, when he was trying to set up that murder? Mm, Should have, but I guess they, they you notice how they released they released today. It's in, it's in it's in this article that after she when he I guess there was a prayer book left next to his wife's head. Damn. Yeah. Sad. So there was a prayer book left next to her head. Yeah. He wasn't too uh, Christian, was he? Mm -mm. Yeah, it says uh, they found a prayer book on the pillow next to her head. 
and his hand resting on it. Yeah, that's I don't know. It's creepy. Whatever. During the execution? No, no, she's dead. His wife's dead. I didn't know if they put a photo over and then I a think book. that's I mean that's a possibility, but whatever. So he was one of the one of the people that were among the t- death row inmates who were trying to sue the state prison for expired uh, execution drugs. Mm. Well, obviously that's why that didn't I, work. But it it delay it delayed for little more than an hour for his uh, execution execution because they're waiting for the appeal to be you know to be cleared. So obviously that appeal didn't work, didn't work in his interest because he ended up getting the lethal injection. That's why you don't mess with Texas, man. They'll kill you. So here is his final words. Final words. Here we go. And it's a lot of a former cop of a former cop that was executed. I got to put it out there, man, because they're always busting on us like Steve Cook, that freaking schluck. He's always busting on us. Go ahead. What up, Denny? He, uh. Uh, originally, it said it says that he once supported the death row penalty or the death penalty, but during his experience on death row, he changed his mind. Oh, of course, he's <laughs> going to change his mind when, uh, about the death penalty when it's him. <laughs> he says, and I quote, "Ain't that hypocritical?" Yeah, it's been kind of an enlightening experience as far as I never gave any thought to the death row penalty, even though I was a police officer. And now that I'm going through it, I can understand it's so ridiculously tormenting for the inmates to be put through this. Okay, time out. Uh, it gets better. Uh, All right. Put the brakes on. All right. Tormenting for the inmate? <laughs> Did he think about that when he was tormenting his ex-wife and had her killed? Or any of these other people well, he's that a cop. murder, he thought, rape, kidnap? He's a cop. He thought he'd get away with it. But still, where that is so messed up to even say something like mm-hmm. that. It gets better. Because it's happening to you, you don't approve now. Yeah, exactly. So why did you go and take the chance of having somebody kill your ex-wife? Why didn't you just get a divorce? That's what I don't understand with people. If you why hire somebody to kill your spouse when you can just get just a divorce go get a divorce and call it a day. Tell them you want to return the product and you don't have a receipt, but you'll take store credit. Exactly. <laughs> why do you go out there and put your life down the drain? I'm sorry to because say, you but... don't want to go get a divorce. What is it that he didn't want somebody else to have her? That's the the sorriest excuse I've ever heard out of people. It really is. You know, the stalkers and all that stuff. Well, you know, it is one of those things where they do the, if I can't have you, nobody else can kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's kind of a stalkerish thing. That is funny. One time uh, they swab you with the alcohol before you get the lethal injection. Yeah, no. Why clean the site? Just shoot them up. Just stick the thing in. Why clean it? Well, you know what I mean? That's how stalkers get invented is they don't want anybody else uh, to have the broad or have the guy. Yeah. Because women do it, too. Hell yeah. So I don't understand that. I don't either. Let's hear, dude. This had a lot of guys, a lot of words. Oh huh? yeah, he's got another, another, another part to this. Part two from <laughs> the dead cop. He also says, 
to have you knowing the day and time and everything that you're that you're going to die and it's just prolonged and everything that they put you through beforehand this is torturous and i can't believe the government of the people actually allows this to happen i have totally changed my mindset regarding the death penalty and now that i've been put through it myself mm -hmm. he also believed that there was systematic issues that prevented his Notorious claims to halt his execution from being heard. Notorious claims? It says Metorious. M-E-I-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. Metorious. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that was and then that yeah, that was that was it. And then he he was bye. Bye bye. Twenty four. He went minutes, bye bye. Twenty four. Now minutes. that you know what? We're gonna be talking later on about some scenarios. Uh what would you do? And I would have to say this, just the first one. What would you do if you knew the time and date that you were going to die? Everything in my power to get my entire bucket list done. And that's not, that's not, uh, that would be something a lot of people would want to do. And then, you know, make what's sure. on your bucket list. Do I don't even just give me one or two. I don't even know. I, I actually, I, I, I have, I haven't written one. I think I'm going to do that today. You're going to write a, that is a good thing. We'll go over your bucket list tomorrow. I got to write one. I know one thing is I want to get a harem. You're what? That's on my bucket list. I want to get uh, like 20 broads or no 30. That way I have I one mean, for each uh, day of the month. That's a good. There, I mean, list. there's places I want to go. Oh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, That's I'm, a good show. But I'm just saying, there's places I want to go. Things, you know, things that I've never seen before I want to go see. And, you know, so, yeah. What else would you do? What do you mean? What else would you do if you knew the time and date of your death? Things that I would never actually do now. I'd go rob a bank. <laughs> I would. No, I wouldn't do that. I'd go rob everything I could. I'd do, some, I'd do something that I'm extremely fearful of. Like parachuting or something? Skydiving. Oh man, I'd love to go skydiving with you. I'm not I'm not a big fan of heights. Oh my god, I do you I know what's petrified. funny about that? I'm I cannot even watch a video of somebody like on an antenna on a skyscraper. I can't even watch it because I get nervous. Yeah, the last the the high I mean the highest building I've ever been in, which was then called the Sears Tower. <laughs> Brian, I'll make a poor Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> the Sears Tower, which I don't even know what the hell it's being called now. But we're just gonna call it the Sears Tower. Oh, it's in a Chicago. Sears Tower. That was the only that was one of the highest buildings I ever was inside. And my brother's favorite thing back then was to shove me towards the window and go, You're gonna fall. And ever since then, no, can't do it. I, I just think it would be a surreal experience. I think I peed myself when he did that. To know that. It is. It's a surreal experience. Yeah, if I knew the date and time, there is so much stuff. But I don't feel sorry for him. And I'd sell all my stuff. But did you <laughs> notice that when he was in a cop, he believed in the death penalty? Yeah, and then when it's his, it's his ass on the line. Oh, I don't believe in this anymore. It's very torturous and tormenting. Well, then I say the same wham, thing. Wham, what wham. about your victims? It's always funny. How these tree huggers, they always want to make it about peace. Mm -hmm. And it's like, are you there talking to the victims? 
the victims of the crime, <coughs> what they had to live through. It's just like that story the other day with the pagan getting shot up. The five could be facing lethal injection. Give at least one of them it. Give at least one. And the reason I say that is maybe to stop all the shit on the street. Seriously, maybe to stop it if they know, hey, I could be facing the death penalty if I kill somebody in Texas or North Carolina, all that stuff. I do think there's some kind of deterrent when it comes to the death penalty. The problem is they don't use it enough. Basically, you're saying make an example of one so then the rest of them will stop. Well, I guarantee uh, out of the five, at least one or two are going to be talking. That's the way it works. There's no way. They're in a situation now that they're looking at hardcore time. I guaranteed one of them are talking. They were keeping them separate as it was. But I think in that incident, they should seek the death penalty. Well, Hollywood, you're all for club. <laughs> Not on that. <laughs> I don't believe anybody deserved that. And like Dragon said, and here's one of the things that people came back with. He know what or he knew what he signed up for. Nobody signs up for that kind of shit. It's either a motorcycle club or a motorcycle gang. You can't have both. Mm -mm. You, <laughs> no. you can't do that. It's if you believe that's what they signed up for, then you're saying they're a gang. But you know what? It's funny. What? Because you can see who just by the way they talk, who's in a club and who's not. 99.99% of them are not in a club that are going around and saying, well, he knew what he signed up for. Nobody signs up for that crap. Oh, no, nobody does. Nobody does. So I'm glad this guy uh, met his maker. But he was praying during it. Mm -hmm. It's quite different on the other end. I guess as they were, you know, walking down that last walk, you know, that last mile, as mm -hmm. they call it, or whatever, he, he was praying the whole way down and then continued praying. Do you think, like Rage said, there should be other crimes that extend a death penalty? Yes. What do you think? I think rape, especially on a child. I think anything that has to do with a child should be considered death penalty. And I think a lot of that would stop. Yeah. Because, oh. You know what really makes me here. sick is these woke people go around and say, oh, it's just a disease. Get out of here with that. Is that how bad we really got? Yeah, but you know what? You know, that I hate to say it, but they always, the, the their first thing is, they had a bad childhood. Who the hell had the perfect childhood? Hell no. And, and you know and what, Rascal? At, I, I don't agree with that public execution by firing squad. I agree with the public execution, maybe by hanging or putting them out there in the electric chair. But firing squad has been historically for military personnel. But go ahead. Wow. Hello. It has been. 
No, I think. But don't you just giggle that it was an ex-cop? I, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm giddy because we're our our we're always being told that we're criminals. The MC world. Yeah, well, guess what? It's, there are there are some right cops back too. in your face, man. Mm-hmm. Right back in your face. Cops ain't perfect. Uh, Morbick, I don't think he got the ride up to meet his maker. Think his ride was to the basement floor. He went to the ground floor. Daddy did. Well, we don't know. Well, we don't know. We don't know. He could have found God before. Uh, Well, ain't that funny when you go to prison, they find God real quick? They become extremely religious there. Uh, It's like, are you shitting me? They, they, They really become religious in prison. At least, you know, that's what I see on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michelle just put in there. The medical field says it's a neurological disorder pedophilia. No. I mean, she's right. It does say that. I know, she but is, no. She is right. She is right. But I don't believe that. <laughs> I, I. Yeah, I don't agree with it at all. Like, not even a little. Well, you're an avid uh, watcher of what? Uh, Law and Order? Special uh, Victims mm, Unit? Well, all that stuff. Yeah, I love Special Victims Unit. I'm addicted. But it goes over some serious sex crimes. It does, and I love how they always put that, the, you know, every just about every episode. This is not about, you know, this is not real life. This, oh, know. bullshit. They take it from real life. They just yeah, don't want to say do. it. They just don't want to throw names under the bus. No, they just don't. No, they don't want to say names on but the yeah, bus. I but watch, they should, if you ask me. I watch it all the time. It's like, I mean, I was watching one. Yesterday. Out of that stuff, do you believe they need? they deserve the death penalty? Yeah. After what I see, yeah, they do, because it's sickening what these people do. And nine times out of ten, it's not their first victim. They have multiple victims. Mm-hmm. It, they're basically serial pedophiles. Right. You know, they're not going to get caught on their first one. None of them really do. One time, at the end of the day, we're all men. Do the right thing. Take an ass kicking or give one. Don't be a coward and shoot. You got well, that. It damn needs right. to be like it was old school. And uh, you know fight what? With it, this, it's not like that anymore. But you know a what? Long, Come on. Decades ago, maybe fight with fists. Get out. You know, jeez. What else we got in the news oh, today? You're in a, y'all are gonna love this one. I don't this, know, man. Sometimes no, when you bring up the news, you bum me. This one's hilarious. This is hilarious. So this one sounds almost too outlandish for prison drama. Oh, but what is it with you to prison drama? But hey, you got uh, the executions no, today. No, this is great. This is great. You guys are gonna think this is great. Sometimes, real, plan, sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. A pigeon carrying a tiny backpack of drugs has been seized by a prison officer in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> you know what? They used to do that during World War One. They would use the pigeons. I'm telling you what, man. Inmates, they come up with the most cool shit when it comes to getting stuff. Rather than cocaine get it Coo- uh, uh, uh. it was carrying crystal meth <laughs> 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 
a drug pigeon a courier <laughs> the pigeon was located at at a pacific institution inside the walls and it appeared to have a a tiny small package sort of like a backpack attached to it it was spotted by correctional officers i believe the security intelligence officers uh when the officers were doing their standard patrols around and throughout the institution that day and when they spotted the bird with the package on it <laughs> that's pretty funny that anybody would be in, looking at a pigeon anyway it was in one of the recreation yards and this was on december 29th and this was in uh british columbia what's the if it got through and the ma grabbed the stuff what did he do do send the thing back with a note <coughs> got your package <laughs> I guess now that uh, the pi uh, the pigeon's actually a jailbird now. <laughs> <laughs> the officer explained that apprehending the tiny drug mule wasn't an easy task. <laughs> I believe there was some creative work that had to be done because the bird moved around quite a bit in order to track it and capture it. It's almost like the inmates and the criminals are going back in time and using older technology. Well, why not? Because nobody would ever guess that kind of stuff. They wouldn't. Come on, a carrier pigeon? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I wonder when they caught it, did he get his own inmate uniform? Was he dressed orange and stuff? You, you get jailed for five years? I, you know what? Some people are stupid enough to do that, but that would have been a hell of a photo op. <laughs> <laughs> a little pigeon in a black and white striped outfit. A Wouldn't hat. it have? That would have been a damn good picture for this article. Uh, <laughs> Carrier pigeon jailed for taking drugs into a penitentiary. Crystal meth, nonetheless. What the hell? I thought this was funny. I think everybody. Oh, I think that's funny as hell. <laughs> I just don't get that. What it landed into the prison yard. It landed into one of the wreck yards <laughs> and it took them a while to catch it, but they finally caught it. Doesn't say what they did with it, but they finally caught it. <laughs> oh, the things that you find. <laughs> the things that China don't. <laughs> He's the, the the officer goes on to say that you know the drug problems in prisons across Canada is growing on a daily basis, and that this pigeon thing certainly adds a new element to that. <laughs> I wonder how uh, long before everybody in the states are doing that. <laughs> oh, and it. Oh, wait, wait. I scrolled all the way to the end, and it says. The pigeon was released once the backpack was taken off of it. Dude, y'all should have kept it. Well, if they released it, it's going to go back to its original. And might deal. come back with more. It's going to come back more. <laughs> Next time, maybe with heroin, fentanyl, <clears throat> it's going to come back. Because that's what they do. But I think, yeah, they let it go. I'm like, and Road, Road Rage says, uh, put the pigeon in a little tiny cage with a miniature TV, bed, and toilet from a dollhouse. There you go. <laughs> put him in a little uniform. I still think that would have been a badass picture. That would have been hilarious with the backpack next to it. Well, yeah. that just shows so, you how, you know, the pigeon creative that inmates are now, man. You got to make sure the pigeon's pants are hanging halfway off its ass, though. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> because, a must. Because that's how they roll. <laughs> I don't know. I guess they're getting away uh, from sticking it up the butt now. 
Huh? Yeah, they take a balloon and put the drugs in her butt. That's disgusting. It is, but they have no conscience in there, man. Come on, you're talking when they get pissed, they throw poop at the guards. I know. What the? Uh, what's Why? wrong with them? They got issues. They do have issues. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, yo, I seen that and I just started laughing. So I had to do it. Okay. Mm. Carrier pigeon delivering meth. Oh my God. <laughs> and they let it go. So guess I've what? I've heard any, everything It'll be now. back. It'll be back. <laughs> They're going to have to just go, you know, to the dollar store and find another mini backpack. You know what would have been funny? You know what it was? They... Probably those little keychains that look like backpacks. Because I used to have one as a kid. Mm -hmm. It's a keychain. It's about like two inches tall. And it's like you put like coins in it. I bet you that's what they hooked to that thing. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now. But, you know, you put a little uh, camera on it now. See what's going on. Dude, I'm that's gonna, a brilliant idea. I'm going to totally draw a picture of a pigeon dressed in a prison suit. That'd be funny. I'm going to do it with a little backpack next to it. What else we got for uh, <laughs> today before our main subject? Don't forget, immediately after this segment, members only go over to Insane Throttle Biker News. You can catch uh, a live exclusively for members only. You can join uh, the Throttle Club for $3.99 a month to get that over on Insane Throttle Biker News. Uh, let's see. Texas. Y'all got issues in Texas. What is it with Texas all um, the time? 90% of the stories and I don't purposely pick them. They're like, I usually just pick like the top few that show up in my newsfeed and 90% of the time, I swear to God, it's Texas. Texas has issues. They do. So this is uh, out of the New York post. You New York Post is a good one. I like I love the New, the York, New York Post. Yeah, the New York Post is actually legitimate news now, organization. A Texas grand jury will decide whether a criminal a, to criminally charge a Houston restaurant patron who shot a robber last week. Oh wait, time out. What? Yes. I guess it's because of the way he was shot. I don't care which way he was shot, he was a robber. Yeah, he shot him dead. And now they're thinking they don't oh, know if they're, they're going to charge him or not. They're doing a grand jury to see whether or not they're going to criminally charge the patron who shot the robber. Mm -hmm. Houston Police Department announced Monday. Oh, it's Houston. That's uh, the lib uh, country. The 46 year old customer has turned himself in and is cooperating with the investigation to the deadly shooting. He has not been named because he is not arrested at or charged with any crime. The heist took place in the ranch ranchito mm. Takira or Takira, whatever around 1130 PM Thursday, the week last week when a suspect identified as a 30 as 30 year old Eric Washington entered the business, produced what appeared to be a gun and demanded all the patrons to hand over their cash and wallets. The 46-year-old Houston diner, seen on surveillance video, fatally shooting a robbery suspect, will go before the grand jury, which will decide to whether to charge him. That's why you have to have that, what is it, that gun insurance, where if you do shoot somebody, they get you your lawyers, all that type of stuff. And I don't think this guy should be charged. What did he shoot him in the face? Back? What is that? What? What is it? The back? Is that what they're complaining about? Mm -mm. 
Let me let me move forward. Okay. The attorney for the unnamed patron argued that his client was in fear for his life and acted in self-defense. The chilling surveillance video from the eatery shows customers cowering under tables as the masked and gloved perp dressed all in black walks around grabbing their possessions. See, that's one thing. He could have stopped, especially nowadays, he could have been stopping a mass shooting. Mm -hmm. As the suspect heads for the exit with his loot, the 46-year-old diner sitting in a booth stands up, pulls out a handgun, and opens fire on the robber, causing him to collapse. Then while standing directly over the wounded intruder, the customer shoots him again at Point Blake range in the head. Oops! <laughs> Oops! The armed Good Samaritan collected the stolen money and belongings from Washington and returned them to their owners before fleeing the restaurant. I wouldn't. You know what? Congratulations. If you want to go into a situation, especially in these times where there's mass shootings everywhere, and do something like that, expect somebody with a gun to put a bullet in your head. When the police arrived on the scene, he was pronounced dead on the scene and later determined that the gun that was in his possession was a toy. Damn. Yep. That's what you get. You can't be playing around nowadays. No, and the sad thing is, I mean, if you go into, like, your local Walmart and you go into the toy section, there are little guns that look like toys. Like, they're, they well, look they like put real the, guns. Well, they put the orange on the They tips. got the orange tips and yeah. whatever, but they look like real guns. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he, it was a toy gun. Okay. Everybody out there, I want to hear from you. What would what you do? What would you do in that situation? Would you have taken it that far where you shot the guy, he was down, or would you go up to the guy and put a bullet in his head like this guy did? Now, I can see where they're trying to put charges on him because mainly if you're educated in this type of stuff, once they're put out of commission, they're done. It's over. But now you go up to the guy and put a bullet in his head mm -hmm. when he's already down. It could be considered a homicide or manslaughter at that point. Well, and they're saying that it's not like this Eric Washington, the guy that was the robber. He wasn't even a good dude. I mean, they pulled up his a criminal history. And, and I bet what was how bad was this criminal history? Aggravated robbery with a See deadly you, weapon, sentenced to 15 years in prison in connection with a fatal shooting of a 62-year-old, 2 years. So prior. he already shot somebody. Yeah. So this guy actually did him a favor. Yeah. He did him a favor in my uh opinion. Mhm. Mm uh, Dennis, shoot first, ask questions later. He was released on parole in 2021. So he was known to be a bad guy. Yeah. And this uh, citizen stopped him, mm -hmm. put a bullet in him. I say he saved the taxpayers a lot of money. What is it, like $30,000 a year for an inmate? Pretty much. So over eight years, nine years, what he would have got. 
I don't know if they could have gave him arm robbery because it was a toy gun. It was but a toy. Who would go in and try to rob somebody with a toy gun? Well, he did. That makes no sense <laughs> to me whatsoever. Dirty Knobs thinks uh, he should, or he still had the gun in his hands when he shot final shot. So, what about that? If he still had a gun in his hand, well, we don't know as far as whether it was still in his hand when he fell. We have no idea because they don't say. Um, but I mean, he was already on the ground. I, it doesn't specify how many shots were fired. It doesn't specify any of that. So, I mean, if he still had his gun in his hand and he is still alive, there's still a probability. You know that what? He the cops would have shot him. Yeah, there's a major pro pro possibility he would have been able to shoot back. Well, like I said, a cops would have shot him. You know what? When cops shoot you, they empty their clips on you. And that should go uh, uh, the same thing with the citizens stopping a crime is they should be allowed to empty their clip. Just saying. I mean, in my opinion, he was fearing for his life. Everybody else was because they were all hiding under tables, according to this, the, the video, the surveillance video. Everybody was in fear for their life. Mm. So he basically would be the hero, wouldn't you think? I don't know. It's dicey. It is really dicey, but we'll see how it works out. Uh, I don't think that they're ever going to cover it anymore because that's just like in the media when you have a good citizen stop something. Oh, no, we don't want to show that because it goes against our narrative of gun control. And Dirty Knobs did send me this this thing, but I didn't get a chance to watch the video. And so he did see the video and he said there were nine shots. You got to send me the video. I'll play it tomorrow on the show. So there were nine, nine shots fi fired. Mm -hmm. And in Texas, I don't know, like one time said no execution. Keep in mind, everyone in Texas has a gun. <laughs> well, that's just like everybody in this town. They do. They they all have guns. Everybody in this town, because 90% of the people in this town are hunters. Well, that is true. That but is true. But it's like, uh, yeah, I'll send you the video. But, um, okay, I think the last shot was probably a little much, but, you know, I'll, I'll, it happens. I'm, I'm going to watch the video, but, yeah, it's, it happens. It was a fake gun. Yes, it's it was. Sad. It is a sad state of affairs. You're going to rob somebody. Don't be bringing a fake thing. Right. Because what if, I mean, what would he have done if somebody came up to him and like walked up to him and what's he going to do? Mm -hmm. It's a fake gun. You guys sure to new nerf bullet at him. What the <laughs> hell are you going to do? <laughs> so let's talk about what you would do. <laughs> There's a lot of scenarios that you put yourself through mm. that is like a, what's it called? A crossroads in your life. Yeah. And every decision leads to another crossroad. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, they make bad decisions and then come back and wonder why they're in the place they're in. So you have to ask yourself, do you stop and think or do you just react? Give me a scenario here. Let's talk about a scenario. All right. 
A man says he is refusing to help his siblings pay for his dying mom's care because she said she's a girl mom. One man decided to vent all his feelings about his family situation. He is the eldest of four and the only male. So that that's his that's his scenario here. But it says when he was young, when his sister, younger sisters were born, he was tossed aside by his mother. With each new daughter, the treatment only got worse. A, mm-hmm. a little while after his dad passed away, leaving him to be the only man left in his family, he considered himself to be unwanted by his mother and not cared for by his sisters. One shocking detail that he reveals is that when he was usually left home alone while his mother and his sisters would have a girl's day. So basically what it comes down to, he was left out everything. Mm-hmm. And his mother actually told, told him numerous times that he even forgot he was, she even forgot he was there. What would I do? I wouldn't pay for the funeral. And it's not so much I wouldn't funeral, even help. It's for his, for her treatment. Or her treatment. I she, wouldn't pay for it. She was she was diagnosed with ALS. Which... Yeah, but at the same time, if you put yourself in his shoes, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. I'd tell the other siblings, hey, go for it. You got you know what? You're so close. I was pushed to the side. You do it. And I think there's a lot of families out there that come down to that point. Where you have to make a decision for yourself, not others. Well, and what he ended up doing, he left when he turned 18. Mm-hmm. He cut all communication with his mother and his sisters and decided to go to therapy so he can build up his self-esteem and try to find healing. Mm-hmm. Then you fast forward two years later, his mom diagnosed with ALS and he found out because his sisters called him to let him know. But they also told him that they never missed him all his all three of his sisters said what would you do then but yet they wanted his money to help to take well yeah they wanted his money Mm -hmm. but you can't go both ways on that they kept throwing in his face that she's still your mom and you owe your family you don't he didn't know that family nothing Mm -hmm. The, the nerve of some people when it comes to family, especially to say you owe them anything, is totally ass nine. You owe nothing to nobody. Life owes you nothing. So if it was me in this situation and I, you know, was no longer in communication with my family and they contacted me, wanted me to help them pay medical bills or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, no. Yeah, because where were you? Where were you when I needed you? And that's always the scenario that plays out is the poor me scenario. But there will probably be some people that'll be like, okay, even though they cut ties, it's their mom. They're going to help, which I get it. I don't get it. Well, for some people, you know, they got brought in this world. I mean, me personally, I got two. Yeah, I would. You don't help. even I have two. I wouldn't help either one of them because I don't talk to either one of them. I don't even consider you having two. I don't consider me having a mother. The <laughs> one's a crackhead. 
And the other one is all about her. Is all about her. Yeah. But you got to say to yourself, you were better with her than you were the crackhead. Yeah. Right or wrong? Yeah, 100%. Because I can't even imagine <laughs> what you would have turned out to be. Crack addicted mother or mother with mental dis me mental issues. Take the mental issues every day. Yeah, I'll take that one. You know, the second half of the show with yeah. the members, yeah, we're going to talk about how you think you would have ended up if you went with the crackhead mother. Probably on crack. We'll talk about it in members only on that one. Very interesting subject for our members. Okay. But I don't think he owes them nothing. I don't think he owes them crap. I mean, his parent, his, you know, his dad passed away, so he ended up being the man of the house with his mom and three sisters. Mm -hmm. And they basically acted as if he did, wasn't even there all the time. Well, that can go into the argument that he, a woman took, can't raise a man. He took care of himself. He fed himself. He did everything for himself all, all the way up until he was 18. No, it does not say. I mean, it started as soon as one of his sisters were born. I, it doesn't specify age differences or anything, but it doesn't really matter in my opinion. Mm -mm. But. You know, you already cut them out of your life and you want to have a happy life, then Get, stick, with, keep, stick, stick with, with what it. you're doing. Give me another one. That kind of blow, you know, made my blood boil right there. Because I know a lot of people have to go through that kind of decision. Well, you know, that's just like, what would you do if, you know, I mean... It, if your family member is going, let's say a family member is going through financial difficulties, mm -hmm. but, and, and you have a relationship with this family member, or you think you do, would you help them out financially? It depends on what terms you're in. If it's a kid, usually yes, because they're it's dumb. An adult. Okay. If it's an, if, it, if an it's, adult. It's, if it, if the family member's an adult. At some point, you know, because it is kids, it's a little different because it's stupid anyway, but you still have to cut it off to at a point. At a point, you just got to say, hey, you got to fly on your own. That's what I believe. I like Rascal's answer. I wouldn't piss on my mother if she was on fire. And a lot of people think that way. Because a lot of people had to go through a lot of trauma in their lives. And most of the time, it's over to parents. Mm -hmm. What other scenario we got here? I mean, it's for real. If if my parent, no, no, I wouldn't help. You probably pour gasoline on her too. I'd probably throw some lighter fluid on. Uh, <laughs> add, add to the flames. But yeah, everybody like one time says you owe nobody anything. Mm -hmm. What about the friend that you borrowed money to? Oh, I hate that. I don't mm. do it. Well, I'm just saying you borrowed, let's say, a hundred bucks. Oh, no. Uh, just an example. If you borrowed somebody a hundred dollars, they said they're going to pay you back. Like they always say, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say a month goes by and you still haven't seen anything from that person, let alone heard from that person. You're never gonna. What would you do? Does basically, that detour, does that detour you from borrowing to others? Basically, never borrow money to anybody. 
And if you do tack on a couple of bigs to them, a couple points. People don't know what that is. Interest. I'm just saying. Tack on interest on it. If I'm borrowing you a hundred, you're giving me one fifty or one seventy five back. If you don't like that, go to your local uh, one main financial. And if you agree to that, you better be paying me that interest every week. Mm-hmm. Because money and friendship don't mix. They never come back and pay. Oh, they're sitting there. They love you to death when uh, they can get money off of you. But if you don't give them money, they're never there. And they'll take it. They'll take advantage of you. I don't believe it. No. Mm-mm. No. What about you? Well, I'm not one for borrowing money to friends anyways, or anyone for that matter. Do you agree? You shouldn't borrow money to anybody. I don't borrow money to people because I learned as I learned growing up that you never get the money back. I don't trust people enough to give them money. Mm-hmm. Like it, you can't even give your own family members money. The most I've ever done for somebody is if a friend of mine is like needing groceries, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give them money to get the groceries. I will take them to the store and purchase them groceries. Well, yeah, that's, you I'm know, not, what's going to happen. I'm not going to give them the money to do it. I would rather take them to the store and pay for their groceries. And then, you know, Consider that my good deed for the year. Mm -hmm. You know, just wipe it because you're probably not going to get it back. But it's like, I wouldn't personally hand them money. I would get them what they need. Especially one that's down and out where they'll go spend it on a bottle of Jack Daniels. Well, that's just like I had, I I had, what was this? A couple years ago, it was a, uh, it's, it was an ex-employee from my job. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, she was addicted to freaking Xanax Xanax and heroin. Yeah. She called me one time or text messaged me on messenger. And she's like, she's like, I know you're home. Cause you just closed at work. Um, I'm like, Oh, stalker much. You know, do you happen to have $20? I need to get tampons and this. And you that. never saw it again. No, I never borrowed it to her, right. but because I told her, no, she threw a rock through our window. That's nah, something <laughs> I didn't know about at the time. No, I didn't tell you until like what a year later, a year later. But she threw a rock through my window because I wouldn't give her 20 bucks because that's how bad she needed a fix. Mm. I told her I would take her to go get the tampons. And they didn't like that. And she didn't like that. She wanted the money. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of things that happen. If you, if somebody needs a fix, they're going to retaliate if you don't give them money. But you know what? I'll deal with the broken window instead of. Why is giving, it you don't tell me that stuff right away? Because it was just, well, we didn't notice it for like three days. Mm-hmm. We heard something, but we didn't, you know, your son, our, you know, our son and I heard it, but we were just like, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. And then we noticed it three days later, but it happened that day because it was the noise and we knew it was her. You're a jackass. And I haven't heard from her since that day. Yeah, so it was jackass. too, it was too coincidental. So here's another scenario for you. Hey, give me another one. A woman in Canada died after waiting almost seven hours to receive emergency care. I hate when that happens. Uh, She was uh, Allison, 37, in uh, Nova Scotia province. 
She was rushed to an emergency room on the morning of December 31st after her condition worsened from what they believe to be an upset stomach. Her husband told CBS News that he had to carry her on his back to reach the healthcare center. Oh, that's one thing that people town. don't like about the medicine up there. And they spent hours in the waiting room. She was obviously in pain, recalling his wife's excruciating pain and ordeal, and was rolling. he was rolling her in the wheelchair and she could hardly sit up. The pain worsened as the two waited for more than six what hours. What was it, pancreatitis? Oh, she died. I know, but what was it? Didn't say? No. At that point with you, I would have took you to every hospital around. If not, I would have got stupid with the people. You know, they. I guess they set up. They took. They finally took her to a room with a bed, but there was no medical equipment in the room. The nurse checked her blood pressure and found it to be alarmingly low. Then she then she received urgent care and a doctor came to see her. An x-ray was prepped, but she was unable to breathe. And they uh, they called the code blue. And so it was basically their fault. It's time to sue them. Yeah. But now, see, one of the things that you should be doing at this point is. If you're in the waiting room that long, I usually give it the longest I will sit in a waiting room is maybe an hour, hour and a half, mm. depending on the foot traffic. If I'm there longer, I want to be taken to a different hospital. Take me to a different ER. Leave. True enough. Because I had the situation when my stomach was really bad and we were at one of the Rockford hospitals and we left and went to a different hospital. Mm. And I was seen within 30 minutes at the second hospital. You're damn uh, right uh, one time. Well, Brian says the healthcare system in this Canada is totally inexcusable. It's broke, no doubt. One time, if people have to borrow large money from you, usually they can't pay for their shit. Hell no. Mm -hmm. Now, I can see 10... $20, even though you're going to still pay me interest on it. Uh, well, that's just like but they people... come to you for a hundred bucks. Come on. No, a hundred bucks or more. No, that's just like, dude, I'm broke. I need a pack of smokes. I'll buy you a pack of smokes. I ain't giving you the money for it. YT was in the ER. Hopefully you're all right this week. And in the U S and the wait times on the, we're off the wall. were five to six hours. I'm just glad we got a good hospital around us because you get in right away. Well, we've got in the vicinity, the closest one is like not even 15 minutes away, but we've got one, two, three, we've got four other ones. So we have five hospitals in the area, not, you know, from here to Rockford, we've got five hospitals. So, I mean, we've got options. <laughs> mm. Some places you don't have those kind of options. No, There's you just don't. One. Mm -mm. And you have to go hours to get to another one. Well, so that's just like people... down south, man. Uh, <coughs> you don't have much as far as uh, medical down there. You got to drive hours just to get to a damn hospital. Yeah, SNS, pancreatitis. That's what Hollywood said. And it probably that's what it was. It just doesn't release. They did not release what the situation was. And that's pretty sad. 
It really is. Mm-hmm. It's it's really bad. It's like you know me personally. I I would be going constantly to, or I know Hollywood would if he was present. He would go up to the desk. Oh, I'm famous for that. Numerous times. That's just like if we're if either one of us are in the ER, the other one, the one that's not there on the gurney, the other one would go to the nurse's station probably like a hundred times. Saying what the hell's up. Or, or we'd be pushing that nursing button like a hundred times. I don't believe because we're not gonna sit there and wait and wait and wait and wait. No, hell no. You know, it's like they bring you back in the room. You're waiting in the room for another hour or two before. While you're sitting on your ass and I can see you. That's the one thing that pisses me off. Yeah, they'll be right with you and then they go sit at the desk. It's not like they go into another room to help another patient. They're sitting at the desk Mm -hmm. the whole time (laughs) doing nothing. (laughs) It's like, uh, okay, what are you doing? I'm in pain. Can I have something? Uh, Knock me out, maybe. I don't know put a rush on it <laughs> something but it's like um, and it doesn't seem to me like i mean the the detail i said about that scenario that's about as much detail that was given but you know it's like why wasn't the boyfriend or husband or whatever going getting up there and getting up something. and being like hey what is going on hey you know what give her some morphine do something she's in all this kind of excruciate that's torture well she was in so much pain that she couldn't even sit in the wheelchair anymore she was laying on the floor in the waiting room oh somebody needs to be a smack before they even brought her back yeah somebody needs to be smacked so right it's like one time, Canada Healthcare sucks. Brock Lesnar almost died in Canada, a Canadian hospital, due to the care. That even he, he's a freaking uh, and he's celebrity. A celebrity. So if that almost happened to him, you know damn well that it can happen to anybody that's normal. Oh, road rage. I walked into a hospital here with two bullets in me and waited four hours. I was told if I was, hold on, it jumped up, well enough to come in under my own power, then I was well enough to wait. Welcome to Flint, Michigan. Ain't that where they don't have any drinking water? I don't know. (laughs) Screw Flint. I ain't getting shot up there. (laughs) Rascal. My wife works at a children's hospital in Pittsburgh, and the wait time is usually around three hours. Holy cow. That's insanity. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, again, don't forget to join uh, the Members Only Throttle Club. We're going to be going over there to do the live show right now for the first 30 days. Anybody that's a member can go over there, check it out. After the the month, we're going to go to uh, super supporter status and above. Uh, It helps the show out a lot. Especially in these times. Kool-Aid acid killer. This one's funny. You have to wait until they're done shooting their TikToks. Right? Dude, that's true. <laughs> it For is. real. Anyway, get over to Insane Throttle Biker News. That's the channel we're going to be on right now. For the members only broadcast. I'll see you over there. It's going to be a good one. We're going to learn what China Dow would have been like if she was with the crackhead mother. Very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff, man. Welcome. <laughs> this-
In a moment, you will meet someone who will take you on a mystery's journey from all over the world. 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 From all over the